Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 1 Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who as to his earthly life was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the Son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him we received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. And you also are among those Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve in my spirit in preaching the gospel of his Son, is my witness how constantly I remember you, in my prayers at all times, and I pray that now at last by God's will the way may be opened for me to come to you. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I plan many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among the other Gentiles. I am obligated to both Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people, who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human being, and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore God gave them over to the sinful desires in their hearts, to sexual impurity, for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served created things, rather than the Creator, who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned their natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed and depravity. 
They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Paul is making a bid for all people, Greeks and non-Greeks, Jews and Gentiles, to admit their life has fallen short of the glory of God. They've been offered a chance at knowing God, at pursuing God, at honouring God, and yet they have rejected that chance and pursued their own desires. They are at fault. Paul wants you to admit that about yourself. He doesn't do this because he wants to insult you. He does it because it's true. And only in admitting this truth can redemption be found. So, before we go anywhere else in this letter, it's worth asking yourself, can you admit that you are not what you should have been? Can you admit that no matter how much others may have inhibited you or hurt you, no matter how much your circumstances might have contributed to your troubles, that you yourself are to blame for choices you have made that have dishonoured God? Can you confess your fallenness to God? If you can, then this letter really does bring good news to you. This letter will offer you the sweetest solution to the sorrow of your situation. I wonder if you will receive this good news. Let's admit again how hard it is to really admit our sinfulness to God. In our day, so much is designed to deflect us away from admitting our guilt, so much entertainment to take our mind off it, so much supposed self-protection to jab away any accusation that we're at fault. We deflect Romans 1 out of habit, as our culture has taught us to. And we stand more anxious than ever, more stressed than ever, more fragile than ever. Here is good news. Jesus has done all that is needed to wash you in forgiveness, to renew you in goodness, to elevate you in gloriousness. Jesus can take who you are and make you a display cabinet of the vast vistas of his victory. Jesus can comfort you and cajole you into collaborating with others in a compassion-filled community that overflows with real kindness into all of creation. If you will allow chapter 1 to really sink into you, then when this letter is done, you'll be a glorious manifestation of the Spirit's new humanity. You will be established in love. You'll be a true child of God. Oh, this letter. I love this letter. I am so indebted to this letter. It has changed my life in countless ways already, and I've barely even scratched its surface. Please choose to hear this letter and let God transform everything you've ever known. Here's a question for reflection. Is there anything you want to confess to God right now?
we pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.